Hello and welcome into well, this isn't really a rapid recap. It's an emergency kind of edition, emergency pod here at Inside Nebraska. I am Greg Smith, senior recruiting analyst here. I'm joined by Steve Mark, our football extraordinaire staff writer. Steve, we were expecting some news around Tony White one way or the other at some point around now, right? You would hope so. Didn't know when, but it's come down. Tony White staying at Nebraska, getting a nice pay bump to $1.6 million. I guess, what was your initial reaction when Nebraska dropped that press release on us on uh, Friday morning? Yeah, you mentioned just kind of waiting for the the hammer to come down. And with all this news, I mean, I've been waiting for transfer news. I've been waiting for coach salary news. I've been waiting for yeah. everything. And, you know, it, it's happening right now. It's starting to the wheels starting to spin right now. So um, we can finally get into this. But yeah, Tony White staying. That's massive. Absolutely massive. When you look at, you know, what he had in the opportunities he had in front of him the head coaching gigs opening up at Syracuse and San Diego state, his two uh, programs that he spent time at, um, it made you think. Um, and then, you know, the, the late USC defensive coordinator gig, um, you know, his, his name, Tony White's name starts emerging with that. That makes you think of, that makes you think as well. But, you know, at the end of the day, when we, you know, we, we see and hear Tony White and Matt rule talk pretty often during the season. And from everything that I've, um, kind of listened to and read up on and just kind of my own gut feeling. I never really got the sense that Tony White was really, um, really, really close to leaving. I don't know if you you feel the same, Greg, but um, I always thought that, you know, Nebraska realized the job that he did defensively um, coming in um, and, and you know, the way he taught his three, three, five schemes so effectively and he met players halfway and I think he got them to play fast and physical and violent and sometimes it has, hasn't always been like that at Nebraska so he was such a big um part of this season of the Huskers uh season Matt Rule's first season here that I think Nebraska was going to do what it could to keep him and you know uh 1.6 million um had to be the number so I mean it was uh con congratulations to Tony White and everything oh, yeah um, out but now it's on to the next right I mean he's he's already on the road recruiting I'm sure he's going to be getting some high fives and stuff, whichever high school he's been into um, in Omaha, maybe. But, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, his name was everywhere. But in deep down, I thought that, you know, I think I think he wants to come back and build upon something what he what he has started here in 2023. So here's the deal. And what's it's so funny that you said this as soon as you said that he was in high school recruiting and they were high fives. I get a real time. I get a text from Tyson Terry, who's the Nebraska's 2025 yeah. commit, uh, who says, oh, it was amazing. I definitely had a relief. Happy for him to be my coach and happy to be playing for him. So, yeah, that, that I mean, and that has been the general consensus around with recruits and their, their kind of immediate reaction um, that we've seen kind of on Twitter. And like, I've retweeted a couple of them. Caden Vermas was one. Um, mm -hmm. We've seen some other guys, a couple of targets as well. Like those guys are super excited. Um, but to get back to kind of the, the current team real quick, I think that one of the things that's important that you said too, is about kind of Tony White's role in rebuilding kind of Nebraska football in the establishing the identity of Nebraska. Um, and that whole, remember what Matt Rule said, it was a long time ago. I forget when it was, if it was um, Big Ten Media Days or when it was when he said, we have to get Nebraska football to be respected again yeah, um, before it can days, be yep. feared. Yeah. Tony White was a huge part of that. I think that people now, mm -hmm. they definitely respect that defense. Well, we, we put to the side any feelings about the <laughs> offense right now. We can do a whole nother video on that. But 
defensively, people understand what you're getting into when you play against this defense right now. And that's in large part to Tony White and what he's got going on, right? And mm-hmm. so that I think is it's a huge deal to keep continuity and to keep that going. Um, and so it's just a big deal. I also think that the his ability, and we were talking about this off pod beforehand, before we started, Tony White's ability to get veterans bought into this new system. And some of the case, mm-hmm. some cases, their second or third system since they've been in college. Um, and so guys like, you know, and it's funny, he, you know, Coach Rule made the comment about Terrence Knighton and, you know, being able to coach guys like Jamari Butler and Nash Hupmacher and Ty Robinson. But mm-hmm. I and I and I understand the joke he was making, but I, I think that on the other hand, both Terrence White, Terrence Knighton and Tony White, I've combined them. They got those guys better, right? Like you mm-hmm. can't say that every one of those guys got better, right? You can't say that that's not a fact. And then when you look at some of the other veterans that came back, whether it's Luke Reimer, who Matt Rule loved to talk about as a guy who had to buy in, who was an older guy, um, yeah. Isaac Gifford, a lot the same way. Mm-hmm. I think that Tony White had a lot to do with that. Um, and guys just love playing for him. And it's, it's something, too, that when in, we were able to see a little bit of this and some of those videos that they did kind of documenting what was happening with the team. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Think about the Tony White speeches. Right. And like just the way that that kind of went for the like, it just looked like a guy that guys were ready to run through a wall for. Um, and oh, I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of relief on that defensive uh, side of the ball on the team. And like we said, it's definitely pouring in from recruits and kind of the reaction that they have too. Yeah, absolutely. And so right now, Tony White, he is the highest paid. Uh, so if we're talking about the highest paid defensive coaches in the Big Ten, in the conference, uh, Tony White shot up with that $1.6 million. He shot up to number two overall. So that's right behind Jim Knowles yeah. of Ohio State um, at $1.96 million. And then it's Tony White at one6 And so Tony White is currently making more than uh, Phil Parker <laughs> at <laughs> Iowa, which is absolutely crazy. Um, to, to hear. And then uh, at the number four spot, it is Maryland's Brian Williams at 1.2 million. And then right below that, um, Ohio State defensive line coach Larry Johnson getting 1.17 million. So, um, you know, this is a this is a, you know, a big commitment from the University of Nebraska, mm-hmm. a, a big commitment of, of rule. And, you know, once you set that standard for 2023, where, you know, Tony White walked into a good situation, right? I mean, we he did. I mean, he's also- A better situation than the offense did, for sure. Like, yeah, and that's how absolutely. it always gets compared. But yes, that's, yes, that's a fact. Yes, <laughs> he walked into at talent at all three levels, whether you want to believe it or not. Ty Robinson, Nash Hutmacher, Jamari Butler, even though he didn't really, he's having a career year, all three of Man, those guys he had, had a, a good year. year. I feel like we forget, yes. we forget about how well Jamari for played For a guy that's lead, <laughs> like, led the defense in tackles for loss and sacks, I feel like sometimes he doesn't get talked doesn't about. Doesn't get enough, talked about. But Jamari, yeah. <laughs> Jamari Butler, um, you know, so that was talent on the defensive line. At the second level, you had veteran, veteran linebackers that have played in the Big Ten and know how to do it at with uh, Luke Reimer, um, Nick Henrik coming off the uh, ACL injury, um, but he he kind of came back and played. Um, then in the second level, you have your Isaac Giffords, Mar- uh, Marquis Bufords, uh, Quentin Newsoms. So there was talent at all three levels, but you know you have to get that talent out of them and and transition it to the field. And I think that's what Tony White is really really good at for just showing up uh, from Syracuse one day in November and and saying, hey, we're gonna run this three three five. And to have the buy-in from guys and and you know to be able to teach it as well as he does. So so those guys can play fast, physical, and violent RDV baby. That's RDV. that's a talent unto itself. And that's I think what that 1.6 million kind of means too is you know, you're paying for Tony White's ability 
ability to teach and connect with guys and, and get them to play fast and physical. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is just a, you know, if you're a, a recruit, um, this is a good day for you. If you're a current Husker coming back for 2024, this is a really good day for you. And, and I want, that's where I want to go next is because the, that's the, that's a big deal that it feels like I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. I'm not doing, I want to take anything away from Tony white. He deserves all of that money. Yeah. Um, and then some honestly, but he's also, it's a great calculated play in a way. And I'm sure he was not thinking about it this way. This is just my brain. He gets the bump, but a whole bunch of those dudes are coming back. And so they mm-hmm. should be better next year. So then yeah. he then even, and then you're in, not only do you get those guys that played a lot and they can continue to develop, but then you, we saw them play so many guys that you yeah. expect for more of those guys to also continue to get better. And then we'll see what they can do with the other incoming guys or the guys that they redshirted because Matt rule is very quick to remind you that he likes a lot of those guys that are redshirting. And mm-hmm. it's funny that we might should believe him because he said that same thing about, he was saying that same stuff about like the defensive line and the preseason season and we were just kind of like oh yeah whatever and then he turned out to be right um so maybe Mm -hmm. we just go ahead and believe him on that um but my point is is that that means that if they're going to be better he's definitely going to earn that and he's then going to have we're going to be having this discussion again next year uh just spoiler alert i don't want to you know (laughs) say like poo poo on the good news because it is great news Mm -hmm. and we're going to people will enjoy this and he'll have i think they'll have another great year on defense um but we'll be talking about tony white again being interviewed for head coaching jobs next year because I think the defense will be better next year than it was this year. And they were very good um, this year. So th- it's, it's an it's exciting be, time. Yeah. One more thing and before we get out of here, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, the transfer portal wise, everybody's kind of thinking about the offense, but what about the defense, right? You have so many guys coming back, right? It's not really top of the priority. It doesn't seem like it, mm-hmm. but there are certain positions like, like let's talk about the Mike, the will positions, those inside. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one you're losing Luke Reimer. You're, you're losing Nick Henrik who um, announced that he's retiring from the sport altogether just because of those injuries and and yeah, just tough. all those rehabs. Um, tough, tough deal for for a really good guy in Nick Henrik. But that inside linebacker position is one to watch. And I think it it's advantageous for um, you know, Tony White on the recruiting trail on those with those transfer portal target inside linebackers of showing him, you know, um, of showing recruits like tape of Javen Wright, tape of Makai Gaber, guys yeah. who we were an afterthought at Nebraska until Tony white showed up and started playing them at different positions. And they had never even thought that they would be playing in college football. I think that's really going to help Tony white on the recruiting trail, especially in the transfer portal with some um, uh, perspective inside the linebackers. That's a fantastic point because I think that they, you know, we, when, when we talk about the portal so much, people are always like, it's the wish list of, man, I hope they can grab that guy or this guy. And I always Mm want to say, Think about think about it from the perspective of what Nebraska has to offer that kid in this particular case at inside linebacker. Yes, you've got it. And I don't mean I'm yes. not talking about NIL. I'm talking about mm-hmm. just like on the field and development. They, they've got a tremendous pitch. If you can go in and yes. say, listen, like you said, we got this guy and this guy better who have were struggling in their career. We lose all of these snaps at the inside linebacker. You know that our mm-hmm. defense is the truth. Like, yes, there's a there, if they want to go get an inside linebacker in the portal, I think they should. 
And they should, they have a really compelling pitch. And I would, yeah, they said it's an old school thing, but I really want them to go get a thumper, like a guy that just hit you. Um, it's ironic that uh, Pooh Paul, uh, from Arkansas, who was once Nebraska committed to Nebraska, is in the portal and he would actually be the perfect guy, uh, for that. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the relationship is between this staff and them. Um, but yeah, that that he would be the perfect guy, but that type of guy, um, I think is what they need to get. But they they should have their pick of, of the litter at inside linebacker, to be honest. Yeah. And like, to be honest, like Tony White can go in and see like, hey, if you play linebacker for me, I don't care what you look like, how tall you are, how heavy you are. Just again, show him Javen Wright. Javen mm-hmm. Wright came in as a corner, a six foot four corner. He, then he shifted to safety and then he moved down to nickel, uh, nickel linebacker. And now he's playing inside at one of those Mike and Wills. He's rotating in there uh, playing all season long. So whatever you look like, however tall you are, how big and big, fast, slow, Tony white can, the the good thing about Tony white and his defense is he can fit. He can use you in different ways. So I think again, like we talked about on the recruiting trail, both in high school and transfer portal wise, um, you know, it's going to be really enticing uh, for a, for a transfer linebacker, I believe just to come in and again, playing the big 10, um, you know, NFL scouts are going to love that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, drafting big 10 linebackers seems like a pretty good idea so yeah absolutely and so you know it's a, it's a good day for nebraska football to get to hang on to tony white he gets a nice pay bump uh to 1.6 million dollars people are very excited right now we will have continued coverage of this and more over at inside nebraska.com make sure you guys like this video subscribe to the youtube channel so you can get these videos directly into your feed as well we'll have plenty more content coming as the transfer portal opens up on monday we're cruising towards uh the early signing period um, Um, I'll get no sleep. It's fine, but we will catch you guys later.